Hi everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today I'd like to tell you about a study that was a collaboration between researchers in Australia and the Netherlands. The paper is titled, Stages of Lipedema, Experiences of Physical and Mental Health and Health Care. And it was published in Quality of Life Research in August of 2022. The purpose of the study was to learn about and describe the experiences of physical and mental health and health care across the stages of lipedema. So let's look at the participants that were in this study. It actually was a survey of 1,362 women who self-identified as having lipedema. The average age of the survey respondents was 41 to 50 years old, and the majority were either in the U.S. or in the Netherlands. And they divided them up into three groupings to analyze the data. In the first group, it was stage one or two lipedema, and that had 423 participants. 474 participants were in stage three or four lipedema, and 406 participants did not know what stage of lipedema they were in. Those in the stage one to two were significantly younger than those that were stage three to four, and they were also able to get diagnosed much sooner. They waited still quite a long time, usually 11 to 14 years to get diagnosed, but that's compared to the people in stage three to four who typically took 20 to 25 years to get a diagnosis. And additionally, the stage three to four participants were more likely to have a comorbidity of obesity and lymphedema. So let's talk about the survey itself. It was an anonymous self-report survey, and it was conducted in 2014 and the first part of 2015. And it was offered in Dutch and English. The survey questions included asking questions about their demographics, comorbidities that they had, uh, their symptoms of their lipedema, what management strategies they had used. If they were looking at liposuction, then what were their motives for looking into it? What experiences they had in the workplace and also their experiences they had with their healthcare providers. And it had questions about the psychological impact of lipedema. And also it asked about any psychological support that they may have sought. So let's look at the results. And these were really interesting. I encourage you to read this article and please email me if you would like me to send you a copy of the article. That's leslin at lipedemaproject.org. So the results. Pain and fatigue were the symptoms that were reported very frequently and really consistently across all stages. It wasn't just something related to later stages. And so it just seemed like these symptoms were completely independent of how severe your lipedema is. And even though it had a pretty similar frequency, the stage three to four group still had more impact. So so for instance, when we look at pain, 
in the stage three to four participants, 89.7% reported pain. In stage one to two, it was still pretty high, but it was a little bit less at 85.1% reporting pain. And then the group where they didn't know what stage they were, that group even reported 80% reported pain. So you can see it was more severe for the three to four, but not that much more severe. It seemed to be really across the board. And this was pretty much a recurring theme in this paper when they looked at various impacts of this condition on women, that there was just seemed to be more severe negative impacts when we got into the higher stages of the stage three to four group. So here's a couple of examples. 52.5% of stage three to four participants reported reduced mobility, while only 18% of stage one to two participants did so. So very much more impact on mobility at stage three to four. And interesting, less than two-thirds of the participants were working, they were employed. And of those, the stage three to four participants reported work employment issues were significantly, they reported those issues a lot more frequently. The lipedema seemed to impact their ability to work a lot more. So for instance, 61.2% of stage three, four participants reported difficulties at work directly due to their lipedema, while in stage one to two, it was less, 41.6, still a lot, but not as much as a 61.2%. Um, and stage three to four participants were more likely to be treated badly and experience weight bias from their healthcare providers as well as they were more likely to be diagnosed with depression and eating disorders than those who are in stage one to two. And stage three to four participants experience greater psychological distress, social impairment, and isolation than the other two groups, the stage one to two and the stage unknown group. Another concerning result in the study was that although many of the participants suffered from psychological distress associated with their lipedema, only 22% sought help from a professional. A majority of the participants reported that their healthcare provider was dismissive and inclined to believe their symptoms were due to obesity. This was certainly evident in the long wait for a diagnosis of up to 25 years in some cases. The motivation for seeking treatment, including liposuction for lipedema, was different really depending on stage. Participants in stage one to two are more likely to use exercise to treat lipedema than stage three to four, while those in stage three to four were more likely to use conservative therapy. The most common intervention for all three groups was what they called healthy eating, and that was 68.7%. But psychological help, as I just said, was the least utilized option, and that was only 9.8% used that. Of note, the participants seemed to not equate, quote, healthy eating with, quote, diet, because that was also another option. For instance, when we look at the stage one to two participants, 76% of those stage one to two participants state that they use, quote, healthy eating, but only 28.8% use what they call diet. So I thought that was very interesting that a lot of them use healthy eating to treat their lipedema, but a lot less use what they call diet. And the results were really similar in the other two groups. A lot more 
used healthy eating and a lot less use what they call diet. And this really leads me to speculate that people in general really view diet as a short-term and not necessarily healthy intervention used mostly for weight loss. So you're doing some aberrant, strange way of eating that's not healthy just to lose weight and you use it for that short term. And then you go back to, quote, healthy eating, which causes you to return to having extra weight. So healthy eating is seen as a superior way of eating, but it likely won't result in any significant weight loss. And so this is just really so unfortunate because we know that a ketogenic diet can be excellent for weight loss, and it is also really good for your health. But I think that people view a ketogenic diet with suspicion because it's known very well to be super effective for weight loss, so therefore it must not be healthy. So that's really too bad. But I think that was one interesting thing that came out in this survey. And so some more things. While only 13.3% of participants had already had liposuction. Over 80% expressed a wish to have the surgery or were at least considering it as a treatment possibility. Stage one to two participants were more likely to seek liposuction in order to, quote, be thinner, while those in stage three to four, which was 40.9%, they were more likely to be motivated by improving their mobility. So they were much more likely to want it for mobility and the stage one to two were more for cosmetic reasons. But interestingly, the single greatest reason for interest in liposuction across all the groups was to reduce pain. So that was really what people were seeking out liposuction for. For instance, stage one to two, 72% said they wanted to use it for pain. Stage three to four, 77% wanted to use it for pain. And the group that they didn't know what stage they were in, 66.5 said they were considering liposuction because of the pain. So a lot of interesting stuff in this survey. And so they concluded that this survey did add some unique insight into what it's like to live with lipedema in various stages of the disease. It may have helped us to better understand the condition, and it really shows the necessity of raising awareness about lipedema. Hopefully, this will help lessen the negative impacts by improving access to treatment. There were a few limitations in this study, very overrepresented in U.S. and the Netherlands, They very much dominated the participants in this study, and it just may be due to a lack of awareness in other countries, but we just didn't have other countries very well represented. And also, the data is really relying on a self-report, so it may not be as reliable of a way of collecting data, but I still feel like this was a very um, worthwhile study and an excellent read on the paper. One of the authors, Tilly Schmidt, has been an advocate and an activist in the lipedema community since the very beginning. So I really highly recommend you take a look at this paper. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. 
You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.